1: Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to the Great America Show. Great to have you with us. The madcap Marxists who make up the Biden regime persist in their evil, wicked ways. They now have their truth ministry in the Department of Homeland Security. They call it the Disinformation Governance Board. Isn't that cute? But there's no doubt what the puppet president and his regime really want to regulate, and that's any and all statements that disagree with him. Or in any way criticize his administration and his policies. I imagine most of our presidents wish they had come up with that idea themselves, but it took good old Joe and his puppet masters to get it done. And now we're in the midst of another national furor over the Supreme Court's leaked Roe v. Wade decision, a 5-4 decision with Chief Justice Roberts siding with the liberals, Roberts calls it a draft of the decision, but it's the decision someone on the court wanted leaked to the press to use to incite the left and to begin their usual round of protests and demonstrations as they try to intimidate the five Republican justices who didn't follow Roberts or the left. Justice Samuel Alito wrote that Roe v. Wade, the original decision was wrong from the very start. And the Republicans overruled Roe v. Wade to return the abortion issue and regulation to the states, as they should have done under the 10th Amendment almost a half century ago. The Marxist left is calling for protests and demonstrations, as we expected, against the Republican justices in their homes now, doxing them. That is, releasing their street addresses and carrying out campaigns of harassment and intimidation against the Republican justices trying to get them to reverse their votes against Roe v. Wade. Joining us now is Pastor Robert Jeffers, a senior pastor of the First Baptist Church in Dallas, radio, TV host, best-selling author of numerous books, Fox News contributor, and Great American. And now, Pastor Robert Jeffress. Pastor, great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. Let's begin with the decision itself when I heard it, uh, the representation, at least my inference from the representation of the, of the news was that uh, it was a done uh, deal, that it was the final vote. Uh, and I have to tell you, it was an emotional moment because of the importance of the decision. Uh, and, and I really hadn't expected to be quite that emotional uh, upon learning, uh, hearing the news. Uh, your reaction?
0: Well, I agree with you, Lou. I mean, this is a landmark decision, if indeed this turns out to be the final decision of the court, and I felt emotional about it. One reason is this case, Roe v. Wade, emanated from a Dallas courtroom about three blocks from our church, and for the last few years, on the anniversary of Roe, we've had church members go down in that very courtroom and pray that that decision would be overturned, and I believe God has answered our prayers. And look, Lou, I believe this is a victory for three different groups of people. It's a victory for the unborn children, millions of them in years to come, who will be able to actually experience their right to life God's given them. It's a victory for millions of Christians and others who have prayed for this outcome, but not just prayed, have worked for elections that brought about this outcome. And finally, I think it's a victory for America. You know, God's no respecter of nations. He judged His own nation of Israel for offering children as uh, burnt offerings to a pagan god. And I believe God blesses any nation that honors life, and He destroys nations that dishonor life and murder the unborn. So this is a victory for our country as well.
1: And let's get to that decision. Uh, it turns out the the statement was authentic. The the opinion that had been uh, authored uh, by Justice Samuel Alito was authentic, but that it was not the final vote, is what Chief Justice John Roberts told us. Uh, I'm, and I have to say to you, I'm skeptical when I heard him say that. I am uh, deeply troubled uh, that someone has uh, leaked this with what purpose we know not but I know this, uh, this this Supreme Court now is tainted and this decision is tainted because of what's transpired. Do you agree?
0: I do, and uh, I think the... Uh, the truest thing you just said was not that everything you say isn't true, but the, the true <laughs> thing is we don't know the motive of this, whether yeah. it was a conservative trying to lock in a wavering vote or if it was a liberal who's trying to incite violence and pressure on the court. Either way, Lou, you're right. It's wrong to do, and it really uh, denigrates the reputation and the validity of the court in many people's
1: minds. And there is an echo. Uh, going back to uh, the Obamacare decision by the court and the and many people I'm sure uh, have either forgotten or never knew that John Roberts, his vote uh, it was leaked that he was going to vote with the conservatives on the Supreme Court and that of course would have changed history. but the backlash upon that rumor hitting the media was enough to apparently convince Chief Justice Roberts to not vote with the conservatives. And as they say, the rest is history. So this is not the first time that a a, a breach of the integrity of the court uh, has occurred. Even though the left-wing media, interestingly enough, doesn't want to bring up that issue uh, in this context, uh, and are talking about it. It's the first time it's ever happened, and so forth. Uh, perhaps the specifics, it's the first time, but the 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 I guess I would say the the gambit uh, is hardly original with uh, with this uh, this court.
0: Well, that's right, Lou. I think uh, the evidence from this uh, leaked uh, opinion that was, I believe, dated in February, the evidence seems pretty strong that John Roberts was not with the conservatives from the very beginning. And uh, I wouldn't count on him for anything (laughs) worthwhile. Nor would I. uh, (laughs) But, you know, the truth is, Lou, and I think we have to be very honest about it. The reason this is happening, the reason we're looking like we're going to get this ruling is because of an election in 2016 that put Donald J. Trump in the white house And he did everything he said he was going to do, including putting conservative justices, pro-life justices on the Supreme Court. And this is just proof again, Lou, that elections have consequences. Uh, Elections determine our leaders. Leaders determine the moral and spiritual policies of a nation and the direction of the nation.
1: Uh, Without question, we have some sound uh, of President Trump. Uh, responding to that very issue, uh, talking about right to life and his thought about the prospects of Roe v. Wade being overturned by the court. Uh, I I think this is an interesting interesting statement from a president has been proved uh, to be prescient on so many issues, but listen, if you will, to President Donald Trump.
0: I will be appointing pro-life judges, I would think that that will go back to the individual states. But I'm asking you specifically, would you like to... If they overturned it, it'll go back to the states. But what I'm asking you, sir, is... Do you want to see the court overturned? You've just said you want to see
1: the court protect the Second Amendment. Do you want to see the court overturned? Well, if wet? we
0: put another two or perhaps three justices on, that's really what's going to be, ha- that will happen. And that'll happen automatically, in my opinion, because I am putting pro-life
1: justices on the court. I will say this. It will go back to the states and the states will then make a determination. You know, it's easy to forget. Chris Wallace uh, sometimes couldn't take a yes for a yes. (laughs) Uh, The president. Uh, Who
0: are you talking about? Who are you talking about, Lou?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so impressed with the president. Uh, You know, you and I are both great fans of Donald Trump. Great, great supporters. And uh, (laughs) and I just I'm just so impressed with his presence on on that. Uh, are aren't you?
0: Oh, absolutely. And you know Lou, and I've said this to him, I think the moment that he won the overwhelming majority of evangelicals over was in that final debate with Hillary Clinton when he eviscerated her on the subject of abortion. And I don't know if you remember what he did to her, but he backed her up against the wall and asked her if she would put any restriction whatsoever on abortion as far as who could get one or the time of abortion. And would there be any limit when you would say it's immoral to perform an abortion and she wouldn't name one? And that is when people realized uh, what the Democrats were saying. They were saying we ought to be able to murder children up until the moment they are born. And the American public couldn't take that. He won the election, I think, at that point. And I remember asking him, I said, Mr. President, did you plan that argument out? It was the most eloquent defense of the pro-life position I've ever heard. And he said, no. He said it just hit him at the point, what at that moment, what she was really saying, and he wanted to expose it.
1: And he did, uh, as, as he did so many things. Uh, and it's also interesting, just to, uh, if we can take a side note here, if it had not been for the lies of Joe Biden in the last debate that were not corrected by an attorney general who knew full well that he was lying to the American people in the most important moment outside the election itself in the most important moment of the 2020 presidential campaign, Joe Biden was permitted to lie while attorney, the attorney general, the man responsible for law enforcement throughout this entire country sat on his hands and said nothing except in retrospect saying he did not want to intervene. And by not wanting to intervene, he intervened for a lying Joe Biden.
0: Yeah, I tell you, the hypocrisy, the deceit goes, (laughs) it it transcends political parties. You know, when I think about uh, uh, President Trump keeping his word, I can't help but contrast it to President George W. Bush Back in 2004, he promised to those of us who were evangelicals that if he got a second term, he was going to work for a constitutional amendment uh, to define marriages between a man and a woman. And he won over so many people on that promise. He put in charge of that effort once he was elected, somebody on his staff he knew was gay. Uh, I mean, it was such uh, hypocrisy. And 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 so jaded to do that, and that's when many evangelicals left George W. Bush when they realized he would not fulfill his promises. You contrast that to President Trump, who's done everything and more than he promised to do.
1: And I must and I must say again in support of the president, uh, he kept his word better than some evangelicals who abandoned him uh, in 2020 uh, at. The, uh, I don't know if one would call it the margin that, uh, that would be inadequate to overcome the, the final totals that uh, were rung up. But it, it was not as enthusiastic and energized a, a, a block of voters, in my opinion. Your thoughts?
0: Well, I think, unfortunately, that's true. I think uh, uh, there's uh, a lot of weak Christians out there But I tell you, of course, you stayed strong and I stayed strong. But I've talked to some of those defectors who uh, have uh, buyer's remorse now and uh, are sorry that they sat out the election or somebody voted for Joe Biden. And they've said to me, if we had it to do again, we would vote for President Trump. I mean, just look at what has happened to our country in just a, a little bit over a year. We're in a disastrous state right now. Uh, the one thing about Joe Biden, he has done everything he's promised to do, and that is to take this country as far left as he possibly can.
1: And good to the uh, good to the projection of the, the Obama third term, as some wags have it. This uh, this presidency, this transitional president, uh, this third term of Obama takes us back to his original promise, the fundamental transformation of america that obama promised is is coming true uh, in what uh, many of us believe to be the third term of obama I, I, returning returning if uh, I may 2 uh, abortion uh, the right to life uh, yes. and the pro choice movement 63 million 63 million fetuses were aborted from roe v wade to this very moment that's yes. an in, it's an incomprehensible, uh, number 63 million to put it in context. That would be a full, full 20% of our current population uh, in the United States, not permitted to live, uh, it's a, to me, it's a number. I just cannot even begin to, as I said, to understand. And it is going to be something that we're all going to have to atone for. In my opinion, it is something that uh, we are redeemable in this. But my gosh, it's, it's sickening to think of what America has done.
0: It is, Lou. And just think about this. Many of those babies who were aborted are minority babies. I mean, this has had a devastating effect, uh, effect on the African-American community. And we've talked about this on your show before, but I think your listeners need to remember that Planned Parenthood, which has been the slaughterhouse for the unborn for years, it was founded by Margaret Sanger, a racist who wanted to control uh, and eliminate many in the black population through abortion. Uh, uh, That was the purpose of the starting of Planned Parenthood. And yet they are in a a relationship with the Democrat Party, an incestuous relationship. The Democrats give Planned Parenthood hundreds of millions of dollars, and uh, the Planned Parenthood funnels those millions of dollars back to Democrat candidates. And uh, it's a travesty that uh, any unborn child would be born, but that this would be used as a racist tool uh, to eliminate uh, minority groups in our country. That's abominable.
1: And the head of HHS, I'd like everybody to to hear what he had to say about the Marxist-left Democrat Party and what it will do in this moment. Uh, This is Javier Becerra saying the Biden administration is about to double down on abortion. America is not
0: a nation prone to regression, and the Department of Health and Human Services is not in the business of stripping Americans of access and protections to care. So at HHS, we will double down on our authorities to protect every American's right and access to reproductive health care, including abortion.
1: Now, Pastor, when the Supreme Court rules, and if indeed it does strike down Roe v. Wade, HHS will have no authorities, correct?
0: Well, I- If they're law-abiding, that's exactly right. But I'm hearing him say he's going to disregard what the court says. He ought to be fired immediately for such a statement. And by the way, where is abortion? How does abortion become uh, something that helps somebody's health? It's murder. I mean, uh, whose health is improved through an abortion? That is just absolutely ludicrous. I think this is the lawless Democrats at work saying that they're going to basically ignore what the Supreme Court says. And again, I say he ought to be fired for such a statement.
1: There's another Orwellian Marxist expression, uh, reproductive rights. Uh, It is a right not to reproduce. Uh, It is a a non-reproductive right uh, as it's embodied in current law, uh, don't you think?
0: I do. And Luke, go back to your statistics, 63 million uh, babies aborted, uh, 30 plus million of those were girls. And so this is a war on women that the Biden administration is continuing by continuing to support abortion.
1: It is, there is nothing to me, there is nothing uh, in all of this that is just not, it just leaves you gut sick. Uh, to consider, to contemplate, uh, to think about. And I think that so much of what the language, you're talking about the language, Planned Parenthood, uh, reproductive rights, uh, all of this language uh, meant to keep a barrier between uh, anyone's mind and heart and the reality of what we're talking about and what some are doing. Uh, it, it, is, it's, it is a travesty and, and, a, and a great tragedy. Uh, I, I just I, I don't know where we go. I I, I can't imagine uh, more than say 30 states having a, an outright ban. Then that may be too many. But we have about 27 mm-hmm. states right now that uh, have some form of restriction and uh, limitation on abortion. What is your thought about what will be the the likely uh, process and result following? an a, a affirmation of this decision uh, that was yeah. leaked to the to the media?
0: Well, hear me very clearly. I believe this is the right decision. But uh, as Jesus said one time, I didn't come to bring peace, but to bring a sword to divide people. And truth divides people. And so I think this decision will polarize our country even more uh, between the godly and the godless in our country. But I think what your audience needs to understand is this Supreme Court ruling is not a nationwide ban on abortion. It's just, as you, Lou, and President Trump said, it's going to send it back to the states. And uh, this is why it is so important that uh, evangelical Christians, Catholics, others stay engaged in the political process. They can't just say, well, we've got that done, nothing else to do. Our work is just beginning." as we try to influence states to adopt a pro-life position. But I think uh, the battle is just beginning, Lou.
1: The battle is beginning, but we have has, uh, the, the head of HHS, Javier Becerra, uh, saying they're going to double down. Here is President Biden. And uh, Pastor, be ready for this. Uh, he calls himself a uh, is just a child of God which gives him some oh my extraordinary rights. Uh, and here we go. President Biden. As I said when, I, uh, um, when this hit as I was getting on the plane to go down to Alabama, um, this is about a lot more than abortion. I, I hadn't read the whole opinion at that time. But this reminds me of the debate with Robert Bork, Bork believed the only reason you had any inherent rights was because the government gave them to you. If you go back and look at the opening comments with Bork-Biden when I was questioning him as chairman, I said, I believe I have the rights that I have not because the government gave them to me, which you believe, but because I'm just a child of God. I exist. A child of God.
0: Well, I tell you, Lou, Becerra needs to be thrown out of office for uh, what he said Joe Biden needs to be thrown out of Catholic Church for what he's supporting. How in the world could he support uh, abortion when it is against the teachings of his own church? I mean, I don't care how many rosary beads he rubs. The fact is— Uh, Joe Biden is absolutely contradicting one of the basic tenets of his church when he supports abortion the way that he does. And by the way, he misquoted Robert Bork. Robert Bork didn't say the only rights are those that are listed in the Constitution. He also added, as most scholars do, or those rights which are deeply embedded in American history and tradition. And the fact is, as our current Supreme Court justices noted, there is no connection. There is no deep root that abortion has in our national tradition whatsoever.
1: Yeah, and as a number of people have pointed out, when the 14th Amendment uh, was uh, put into the uh, uh, Constitution, uh, there was no right to abortion anywhere in the United States at that point. So those who are trying to make the Fourteenth Amendment argument and trying to find a place within the Constitution uh, where such a right exists, uh, they there—it's an exercise in futility because it does not exist. And scholar after scholar will uh, will affirm that. I, I'm I am curious about now the states and the ban that will be put in place uh, in some or kept in place in some. Uh, Give me your sense of what the political impact, because uh, the pastor is not only a, a terrific uh, a terrific shepherd uh, of uh, his flock and uh, a great voice for Christianity. Uh, but he's a very savvy politician as well. I didn't mean to uh, out you on that, but there it is, Pastor. Uh,
0: Louis, <laughs> just from hanging around you, <laughs> I well, I'm, fl- from
1: you. I'm flattered, and uh, and you know that you know that uh, that's a sin now. What you're doing, uh, but <laughs> I I appreciate it. Let's let's talk about what the impact is likely to be on the midterms because they're ginned up people had already made signs within 30 minutes of that uh, decision being leaked uh, they were in this they were out in the streets in front of the court uh, of the supreme court building I, I mean they were genned up and ready to go uh, so i'm just wondering uh, how planned and orchestrated this was to what purpose
0: yeah, I, it was interesting how quickly they were there. Some reports say they were there before the news came out that it was leaked. So who who knows? But I think you're right. Instincts are right that uh, this is going to probably uh, gin up the Democrats for sure. Those who feel like they're already victors uh, need to remember that this is going to be uh, won and lost, the issue of life at the state level now, and we cannot uh, grow weary and well-doing, as the Bible says. So I think it's going to make for an interesting midterms, and uh, state elections are going to have uh, such great impact. And by the way, our governor, uh, Greg Abbott, a wonderful guy, uh, huh? he, this morning here uh, in Texas, Call for the Supreme Court to go ahead and release their decision now. Uh, that would uh, put a lot an end to a lot of the speculation and a lot of the strife in our country if they would go ahead and announce now what they've decided.
1: I think I think Governor Abbott is exactly right, just as you're saying, because now the, these uh, these uh, talking with Attorney General Ken Paxton of, of, of Texas, he pointed out that these decisions, uh, are momentous and 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 weighty typically are left to the end of the term, which would be the end of uh, of June. And uh, I think Governor Abbott is exactly right. Get it out there and uh, let's be done with the nonsense. Uh, I think the re and all of this just plays into the hands of the, the Marxist left Democrats, because this just keeps the news media jetting around it and all of the controversy swirling. And meanwhile, distracts from a, a president and a party that are disastrous for this country and an examination of all of the effects whether it be open borders rampant illegal immigration uh, you name it uh, this country is as you pointed out at the outset of this uh, broadcast uh, is it, just it is a disastrous moment in american political history uh, as always uh, we leave it to uh, to you at the end of this broadcast uh, to have the last word uh, and I have to tell you, uh, truthfully, uh, we do that for all our guests, but especially you, Pastor.
0: Well, Lou, thanks so much for having me. And, you know, this week has been the National uh, Day of Prayer, and I think about those words of Second Chronicles 7.14 that really apply to any nation when God said, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven I will hear their prayer and I will heal their land. And I think this potential decision is a great way for America to turn from its wickedness of the last 50 years and allowing the slaughter of the unborn. And I hope what has happened here represents perhaps a new turning of God by America. God is our only hope. And I hope God's people will rise up and continue to plead with him for his blessings on our great country.
1: And is forgiveness. Pastor, thank you so much. I appreciate it, uh, as always. Uh, you're a wonderful pastor and a great American. Thank
0: you for having me. God bless you.
1: Pastor Robert Jeffress, pastor of the First Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas. Tomorrow, Congressman Matt Gates joins us here to talk about Republican leadership and the disaster that is the Biden administration and his policies. That's tomorrow here on The Great America Show. Please be with us tomorrow. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.